The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the last episode of Data-Driven Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. This week, we've been talking about the mindset tools and best practices behind using your data to guide your marketing success. Each day this week, we've published an episode that walks you through how to think about, organize, and utilize data platforms for better decision-making. With us again today is Tom Trainer, who is the Global Head of Marketing at Arm Treasure Data. Treasure Data, a sponsor of the MarTech Podcast, is the global leader in customer data platforms, CDPs, and enterprise data management, providing the ability to aggregate and translate massive amounts of scattered data and siloed data into outstanding customer experiences. So far this week, Tom and I have talked about the data-driven mindset, the best practices for collecting data, how you can unify your data for activation, and how to use that data without becoming overwhelmed. And today we're going to talk about some of the tools, platforms, and resources you can use to optimize your data's impact. Okay, here's the last installment of Data-Driven Marketing Week with Tom Trainer from Treasure Data. Tom, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of Data-Driven Marketing Week. Happy Friday. We've covered a lot of ground so far. We've talked about everything from the mindset of the data-driven marketer through collecting your data, unifying it, and making sure that it's actionable. As customers of yours and other people that are trying to unify their data as well are starting to think about integrating CDPs, talk to me about some of the pain points and some of the things that they need to consider as they're going through the onboarding process for a CDP platform. Sure. And I can even talk a little bit about pre-onboarding. One of the things that a company has to think about when they're looking at something like this is who's going to own and manage it. There was a Gartner study a couple of years ago that showed that for MarTech in general, companies that had a single MarTech leader were much more successful than companies that didn't have a single MarTech leader. And I'll apply that thought to this. A company that has a leader for customer data and the CDP will be much more successful than a company that tries to do this by committee. So I think from the tops down, the first thing is for the company to kind of think about who's anointed and who has the power and the ability to get things done in this space, because there's a lot of compromise that has to be made because it's often cross-functional. So first thing you're thinking about is who are the people? This is kind of always the problem for the big 
B2B SaaS products is, right, maybe you have an internal champion, but you have to have somebody with enough clout in the organization to take on a project like this. When you think about finding that person who is important in the organization, has the clout, the resources, what are some of the ways that you're reaching them and talking to them about the value of CDPs and why these projects should happen now? If you look at one of our customers, AB InBev, who has operations in multiple countries, multiple brands, that person needs to have influence that goes across those different brands and countries, which is often you know, a challenge. And then some of our other customers have similar challenges. They just have to be able to have that executive support that allows them to have those tough discussions about, you know, hey, there will be some compromises or we have to align on this. And this is a top priority for the company because otherwise, as you know, these big projects can get slowed down if they don't have that alignment. As you start thinking about these big projects, and obviously you have to have the internal resource, talk to me about how much effort actually goes in and how do you think about getting ready? What are some of the things you have to do to start onboarding your data? And what is the expectation to get up and running with your CDP? I think one of the first things to do, you know, beyond naming who's the lead, who's going to be on that cross-functional team working with them is start to inventory all of the systems that have customer data and then what type of data it has. So that's one of the first steps of getting ready. And then start to think about some of those primary use cases that you're going to want to do once you get started with a CDP. It's really good to have a clear vision versus just say, oh, we'll just implement it and figure it out. Now you should have those use cases. As you're thinking about the effort and the resources that go into this, help me start to think about cost, right? Obviously, it depends how many data sources you have. And I'm sure that that also works into how much time it takes as your data is being populated and cleansed. When you're weighing the value that comes out of this, an important part in figuring out your ROI is understanding what the cost is. Help me think about the ROI calculation for integrating a CDP. The ROI calculation is interesting. Uh, we did a study with Forrester who interviewed four of our customers. And what they came out with is an ROI of 800% for the CDP from that set of four different customers. So the ROI comes from, and, and there's some factors that are harder to calculate. So there's even more value because the uh, kind of privacy and compliance that it enables is very hard to quantify. You know, what's the risk and the cost of having some issue pop up in that area? But, you know, it's things about like how much lift their campaigns will have, how long their customers will stick around with better engagement, so better customer loyalty. It's things like that which can be calculated into the ROI. And we find that most of our customers have, because they picked out the use cases, pretty clear cases of ROI for the things that are easy to measure. And then they've told us that there's a ton of value that they can't always articulate from a lot of those tangibles, like having all their customer data in one place, better privacy and compliance, being able to manage their GDPR lists a lot easier and, and requests. So the ROI is the easy to catch, which is definitely a very clear ROI. And then there's also the tangibles, which also add other additional value. So I think the last question I have for is, you know, we've been talking about being a data-driven marketer and now CDPs being at the center of that, being able to collect and unify your data. And now we're talking about some of the marketing activities and driving the ROI through that. There's also ROI that's going to be driven and utility that's driven outside of just the marketing team. How are some of the other parts of your organization utilizing a CDP to become more effective? So... It's often a marketing team that's involved in this, an IT team, 
sometimes other people like people on customer experience or customer success. I'd imagine product is another one too. Yes, product is absolutely another one. So in the gaming business, we have several clients who use it both to understand in product what's happening and then to do in product activations and things like understanding loyalty and other aspects. And also that's one of the examples for cross-sell was a gaming example. So yeah, product is one. You know, the customer support teams can use it so that they can really understand the complete view of the customer when they talk to a customer. IT teams start to really appreciate having a very flexible system to have all the data and to be able to basically do some of the analysis that they need to do about customers. But also, they save a lot of time in answering requests from marketing teams about certain types of data. So having a CDP and all that data available speeds up the work that the data analysts need to do. So they're huge customers of uh, the CDP once it's implemented and it can run a lot of analytics a lot faster than they do using other tools and technologies. When we started this conversation, we started off talking about the data-driven marketer's mindset. And at the end of the day, marketing is the practice of understanding your customers and delivering the right message at the right place at the right time. The use of a CDP, having a single source of truth, being able to take all of your inputs, clean them, and have real tangible outputs is going to do wonders for your business. And it's not just necessarily something that is related only to your marketing efforts, right? Understanding your customer is something that is important to marketers, yes, to your product team, to your IT team, to your customer service team, and also to your executive team. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm, Tom, very grateful for you to come on the show and tell us a little bit about how CDPs work, about how you think about data-driven marketing, and some of the ways that marketers can better utilize their data to increase ROI. Absolutely. Tom, thank you for being our guest on the MarTech Podcast. That was great, Ben. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. All right. And that wraps up Data-Driven Marketing Week on the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Tom Trainer for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Tom, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is rtmixmarketing. That's R-T-M-I-X-M-K-T-G. Or you can visit his company's website, which is treasuredata.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com. We have summaries of all of our episodes, contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I Hear Everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.